Yo, what's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm Hannah, and this podcast is my lifetime documentation of the journey that God has chosen for me to travel. Let's get into today's topic. Hey, y'all. Good morning, evening, night, or whatever time you may be happening to hear this. Um, You know what? As you heard in the intro, um, this is the Grace to Grow podcast, and y'all listen, I'm going to need the grace to grow, um, and I'm going to need to give people the grace to grow. (laughs) It's been rough out here recently. I will dive more into the depth of the details, Um, but first, I just want to... First giving honor. Hold on, let me fix my jacket. First giving honor (laughs) to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to give him honor by praying first, so Lord, I just come before you. Um, and I just ask, Lord, that you um, allow this conversation with you and myself to be uh, fulfilling, God, that you allow it to be something that reveals to me what I need to do um, as, a, as a Christ follower, Lord. I pray that it inspires people who may be going through the same thing, who may be hearing this, God. Um, but I also pray, ultimately, God, that you allow your revelation to fall fresh upon me, God. And I pray that everything that I do is, is, is through grace and through uh, you. And I just pray that um, anything that I need to learn, that I need to be taught, anything that you need to convict me of or that I need to change in my actions or my ways, I pray that you reveal that to me. Um, and I pray that you just show me, God, what you want me to do. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Uh, y'all listen, I need the grace to grow. Uh, your girl is out here living life, uh, as a young adult and it's, 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 it's wonderful. (laughs) I'm sorry. The way I just, (laughs) the way I just like, I'm sorry. The way I I, I stuttered there for a while, I said, it's, 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 okay. Anyway, (laughs) makes me think of that one meme that's like, "Eh, eh, eh, eh." let me just say this. When it comes to a drink, I'm going to have it. Okay, if you never heard of that, uh, newsflash, buddy, that's that's real. That's a that's a funny meme. Uh, but anywho, I just really need the grace to grow right now. And I think I need to give other people the grace to grow. But I just want to, to vent and get this off of my chest because it has been sitting on my chest for quite a bit now. And uh, while things are being remedied, it is still something that's there. You know, it's not fully resolved. And so it is a constant force that that accumulates sediment over time until it becomes this really hard rock of like all this conglomerate little pieces, you know. Uh, And so I just don't want it to weigh so heavily on my heart because it's something that's like it's these tiny, tiny things. Like I said, pieces of sediment that are just accumulating until it becomes this big rock and until it becomes this like 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 sedimentary rock that just is like weighing down on my heart and so I want to get this off of my chest get this off of me because I I no longer want to have that heaviness you know that heavy feeling especially when it doesn't have to be that way like you know sometimes I have to have a heavy feeling because like like it's supposed to be that way like like you you need to have a heavy feeling for that like sometimes it's just not necessary to feel heavy things like or or let things weigh heavily on you when it doesn't need to be that uh and so yeah I just want to let me just go ahead and jump in basically the 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 gist of my rant today and this is what it's going to be a rant so like if you're not feeling the vibe of wanting to listen to a rant 
I'm sorry, but that's what's going to happen. So like you might want to listen to another podcast if you are listening and you want to find something else to listen to that might be a little bit more encouraging or might be a little bit more uplifting or might be like less centered on myself. Like that's fine. But like this one is just going to be literally for me to say this is what I need to talk about because I, I, I need to get this off my chest. Now, I have talked about it a lot with my mother with Kamari in particular and with my father I've talked a lot about it a lot with my family but it's just still still happening and I still feel like it's on my mind and so I still want to get this off my chest so basically what's happening is I live with two other three other girls in a roommate situation so it's four of us in total and the roommate situation had initially began very well I I found myself getting along very well with the girls and I really appreciated our relationships uh recently that has been kind of breaking down of some sorts and I've recognized that there is a dissonance uh a, a tangible dissonance between myself and one of my roommates uh whose name I don't know if I should say names so I'm just gonna call her call her uh sally so there's a tangible dissonance between sally and i and so sally i I recognize has a vastly different personality than i do uh has vastly different preferences than i do and i'm starting to see that there's also principles that we differ in and so all three of those things combined do not make for a good uh roommate situation when somebody doesn't share your same preferences principles and personality it can be a, a lot of conflict if that conflict is not resolved and so i'm noticing that increasingly i'm 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 doubting myself because i'm afraid of how i am coming off to her and so one of the biggest things was like uh that we disagreed on was like her dog and the fact that you know she's got a dog running around the household uh and when when we would have company over like i always felt like it was my responsibility to make sure her dog was where her dog needed to be and that shouldn't be my responsibility because that's not my dog now i love the dog that we have like it's really cute and it's an adorable dog but at the end of the day like when i walk in to the apartment uh even if i'm walking in by myself or if i'm walking in with guests like the dog should not be running up to them people barking at my guests because you didn't put your dog in your room like you know what i mean and so it's just one of those things where it's like like that's one of those things where i had to compromise on and so i recognize like that's not what I would per se want, but I'm also living with other people. So like I have to consider what other people want. So in that compromise, we decided that like, if I were to have someone to come over, just let her know ahead of time, like on, on the day of it, she'll keep the dog in her room for the whole day. I was like, cool, great. Awesome. Uh, wonderful. And so that has been working very well. I feel like that's been resolved, uh, to some degree it's been resolved now her and her little boyfriend, that's still something we're struggling with because in my opinion I don't enjoy having young men staying over staying the night I don't mind people coming over that's fine and I don't care if they stay late like people we be having people over to like 12 and 1 like that's fine uh I don't care I just don't feel comfortable with them sleeping over that is just it's a different layer and so that's a personal conviction of mine and that's something that I think uh uh 
is, is a personal conviction, also a preference. Um, but I recognized when we had our little roommate meeting that that was not a conviction everyone else had. Everyone else was fairly comfortable with having young men stay the night. That's not something I really roll with. So, so I was expressing how I felt. And then I was in the minority. I told, <laughs> when I was telling Kamari this, I was like, I, my opinion was in the minority. I was like, I was in the minority, literally and figuratively. I'm the only black girl in this whole roommates. All my roommates are white. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, I'm literally the minority and I'm also figuratively the minority. But yeah, so I was the minority in that opinion because I was the only one that felt uncomfortable with that. No one else felt uncomfortable with that. So I had to take an L on that one. And I said, okay, cool. Like, let's come to a group norma consensus. At least if you're going to have people over and you're going to have them staying the night, let us know when they're staying the night. How long? Okay. Come to find out in our lease, our lease actually contradicts all of that. Our lease says you can't even do none of that. And I was telling my mom about it. And my mom was like, well, it doesn't matter what agreement you and your roommates came to. If it doesn't go in accordance with your lease, like that, that is even your, your lease trumps everything else. Your lease trumps everything else. Cause that's what you signed. That's what you signed. So like, you don't have a, you can't say, oh, this is what we're going to do. And then it goes against what your lease says. So I went back to the lease and I highlighted and I saw a specific stuff that I highlighted and I said, okay, this is stuff that we're actually directly violating. Like the whole thing about having somebody staying the night, you're only allowed to have somebody stay one night and you have to get approval, written approval from the landlord. And if you want them to stay more than one night, you have to have written approval, expressed approval from your roommates. And then on top of that, you cannot have your guests here at the apartment, at the apartment complex, not even anywhere on the grounds of this property, um, without you being present which has happened multiple times sally has literally left her boyfriend while she went to church her boyfriend was up in our house cooking in the kitchen acting like he lived here and so then i'm walking out getting ready i'm getting ready for church i'm i'm you know whatever i'm i'm walking out to the kitchen and there he is and i'm like wait a second i know you don't live here so like why you up here and he didn't even go to church with her so like i was like okay like that's that's in a direct violation of our lease regardless of how i feel about it that's a direct violation of the lease and so i'm gonna go back to that uh one thing about me is i'm very structured and i'm very like let's go by the rules like i i maintain my integrity to the t i try to at least i don't oh i'm not perfect but i try to be integral in everything i do and you know like even like I don't know, like, I, I say that and then I know that I, there's things that I'm not, like, I don't maintain integrity in. But for the most part, I try to maintain my integrity. And I try to make sure that what I'm doing, I can confidently say, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And if I don't feel confident that what I'm doing is not what I'm supposed to be doing, then I, I, I most of the time don't do that. Now, when it comes to the sin struggle, listen, listen, that, that sin in me, it just rises up and it contradicts all of that. But for the most part, if I know that it's something that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not doing that, I try to mediate it so that I can be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so that's what I did when I when I looked at the lease and I saw that we were violating a lot of the lease. And so, anywho, I printed all of that out and I highlighted the specific parts that I wanted my roommates to see, especially the point that if you are violating some aspect of the lease, you actually have to pay not only your rent for that month, but then you also have to pay one more month's rent. So like, so like, if, let's say we violated it, they found out in November. I would not only have to pay for November's rent, but I'd also have to pay another month's rent. 
and December's rent and keep going. Like I'd have to keep paying rent every month plus an additional rent fee because the total amount of my rent because of that violation. I'm not trying to pay a whole nother month's rent unnecessarily. You know what I mean? Like that's, I'm not willing to do that. And so anywho, I printed it out and I highlighted the specific parts that I wanted them to see. And I put on there like a little note about why I was like putting that in there. And I folded it up and I put it in a little envelope and I stuck it on everybody's doors so that everybody can see this is what our lease says about what we came to conclusions about. And I want us to know about this. And so, you know, I I even wrote this down in my thing. I was like, part of me thinks that I'm doing a lot. Like part of me feels like I'm doing a lot. And I feel like it is doing a lot. Like, I feel like it's a bit much. But I told myself, I said, Hannah, don't doubt yourself because you are mitigating the problem now before it even arises. You don't want to have to deal with a problem if you could take care of it now proactively. And when my mom suggested that I do this, I was really uncomfortable with the idea of it first because I was like, ah, I feel like that's doing a lot. Like, I feel like it's fine. We came to a conclusion. We're good with whatever. But then I was like, nah, she right though. She right though because... If I don't do it now, it's only going to progress and it's only going to get worse from here. Like I'm already feeling the tension of it now. Why would I let that continue to fester? And so if I address this problem now, then I'll be able to say, okay, at least I addressed it then. And now it can be taken care of and everything can go back to that lease. Like I, I think that mitigating the problem proactively is more important to me than um trying to figure out like whether or not like this is like you know what I mean like because then it'll just sneak up on you and then you'll realize why am I so angry about this or like why is this continuing happening why do I feel so uncomfortable why do I feel so unsafe in my home it's because you let these little things go and then they like I said it's sediment it accumulates over time and then it becomes this huge sedimentary rock that you don't know how to deal with and you can't break it apart because it's been accumulating so much I that's not gonna happen this time that's not gonna happen and uh, while I love the people that I live with my goal is not to be sitting up here having everybody staying at our house. Like, that's not my goal. My goal is to have a place that I enjoy living in, that I'm comfortable in. Um, and I, I want them to feel comfortable as well. But I'm not going to forsake my comfort for their comfort too. Like, both of our comfort is important. And so that's where we have to come to a compromise. Because I want them to feel comfortable and I want to feel comfortable as well. And we need to come to a compromise. Now, if I'm out of line, if I'm out of line, Lord, convict me. If I'm out of line, Lord, tell me what to do. Let me know. But for so long of my life, I have always put other people's feelings, other people's thoughts, other people's opinions over my own needs. And I'm an adult now. I'm living on my own and my family's not here. So while my family may look out for me and be checking for me, no one else is out here checking for me. Like no one else is out here saying, oh, I'm going to like, let me do this for Hannah. Let me take care of Hannah. Da, 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 da. No one else is doing that. So I have to be checking for myself. I have to make sure that the place that I'm living in is a safe place for me. And so whenever things like this arise and I start feeling uncomfortable, I have to remind myself, Hannah, you need to be checking for yourself. Not in like a, oh, I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm very like paranoid type of way, but just in a way of like genuinely, these people, while they say they care about me, they genuinely don't. They only care about you when it's convenient. Just like how I only care about them when it's convenient. Like when it gets inconvenient for me, my first thought is to say, all right, let me go do what I need to do. And then I can come over and do what, what, <laughs> what, what we could do together, whatever. Like people just aren't 
checking for you. And so you have, and I remember Kamari's mom saying this too. Well, I wasn't there, but Kamari telling me about her mom saying this is that like other people aren't going to see about you as in other people aren't going to make sure that you're seen about, that you are taken care of, that you have what you need, that you can get to where you need to go, that like you have the transportation to get wherever, like, like other people aren't seen about you. (laughs) That's just real. Unless they're in your inner circle, they're not seen about you. And sometimes even people in your inner circle aren't seen about you. That's real. And so I was like, I, I have to see about myself in this situation. And this is just what's going to have to happen. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to forfeit this in the sake of quote unquote, trying to maintain relationships with these people. I love them and I want to maintain a relationship and I am maintaining my relationships with them, but I have to be honest and I have to be integrity and I have to, and I have to have integrity. I can't sit here and say like, it just eats me up on the inside when things aren't done the right way. And I guess that's maybe like the one in me, like, you know, the Enneagram thing of like, uh, ones typically are the rule followers. They're the people who like really are structured and organized and want to follow the rules the best way they can. And I think that that's me. I think that I am a rule follower. And I, and you know what? We need, uh, you know what? So what? <laughs> we need rule followers. We need people who play by, the, play by the books and people who stand up for what they believe in. And that's something I feel like God is starting to show me is that I am a person who's willing to stand up for what I believe in. When I know that there's something to be done better or there's something to be done in a way that promotes integrity, I'm doing it. And even though it's hard, I'm doing it. Like, even though this, doing this whole thing was difficult. It was so hard. I was like, I was like, I feel like I'm being the angry black woman. Hold on, I need a drink of water. I was like, I feel like I'm being the angry black woman because I'm coming up in here and everybody else seems to be fine. Like, everybody else seems to be okay. They're all chilling. They're all cooling. How come I'm the only one that seems to not be okay with what's going on? Like, how... <laughs> I'm sorry. How come I... How come I seem to be the one that's, like, not vibing with it when everybody else is vibing with it? And I realized, first of all, I'm a leader. And so I can think for myself. And so not to say that these girls don't think for their for themselves, but just to say they may think for themselves, but not express it. They may because I even remember one of my roommates was talking about, yeah, Hannah, at our roommate meeting, like when you were talking about how you felt uncomfortable about having like, you know, young men staying over, like I feel uncomfortable, too. I was in my mind like, girl, why didn't you mention it? Like I, I I opened, I paved the road. I was a trailblazer. I paved the road for you to come in and agree with me. And ain't nobody agree with me. And I had to stand by myself, but I was okay with it. I was okay with standing by myself because I knew what I wanted. And I knew that this is how I felt. And I still feel that way to this day. To this day, I still feel like that. I don't feel any other time. Like, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, when I feel passionate about something or when I feel strongly in something, that's all, I, like, that's it. Like, I'm not going to waver on that. I'm not going to waver on how I feel about these things. And I'm going to express how I feel. And I feel like God is just showing me, God is showing me how, like, how fierce I am in that way but I think God is also trying to remind me to get quiet like while I am fierce and while I do have a bold spirit in me it doesn't oh I don't always have to be a tiger I don't always have to be out here yelling and yelling at the rooftops this is what I believe and that like I can be quiet and through my uh patience and quietness not silence patience and quietness I'm quieting my spirit I'm not letting these things get 
me angry. I'm not letting these things beat me up on the inside. I'm quieting my spirit. I'm quieting myself so much so to the point that like I'm able to still be at peace even when everything else is turmoil. And I feel like there's a difference because I still speak my mind and I don't hold back. I remember when we had our roommate meeting, I was speaking my mind about how I felt about young men staying over, particularly the young man uh, who's the boyfriend of Sally. And I didn't hold back. And, and guess what? Sally's boyfriend was sitting right up in her room while we was having the meeting. But I didn't feel intimidated. I was not scared to share how I felt because that's how I feel. And if you've got a problem with it, <laughs> it reminds me of what Kamari was telling me about her, uh, one of her little, her nephew's friends. I think it was her nephew's friends or a cousin or somebody. Uh, he was like basically trying to start a riot and he was telling everybody, he was like, you know what? And if you got a problem with that, then you got a problem with that. And that's how I feel. I feel like if you got a problem with that, then you got a problem with that. But you need to come tell me because how am I supposed to know that you got a problem with it if I can't read your mind, you know? And so he was sitting right up in the room, y'all, while I was talking about how uncomfortable I felt with him staying the night. And I didn't feel bad about it. I did not feel any type of way about sharing that with them while he was in there. And I stayed firm. I didn't waver. And what I said was this. I didn't say, oh, well, I guess it's okay. No, it's not okay in my eyes. But what I did say was, all right, well, I see that my thoughts on this differs from everybody else's. So what we can do is make a compromise because I feel uncomfortable with this, but you guys don't feel uncomfortable with it. So where can we find a common ground? So that's what I'm starting to see arising is that you're not going to make me change my ideas on things. I'm not going to co-sign it and say, yeah, it's totally fine. It's great. I'm okay with that. No, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. I want you to know that. But I'm willing to compromise because I recognize that I'm in the minority, uh, literally and figuratively. <laughs> but um, yeah, so basically there's been this turmoil, this conflict. I feel like for the most part, my conflict uh only stems with one person like I don't want to just push it all on her because I understand that like first of all ain't nobody I don't really I don't really be that close to nobody like while I am closer to my other two roommates not Sally but my other two roommates while I am closer excuse me to them I still recognize that like they're good friends but like I still recognize that like we really ain't that close like they really ain't looking out for me (laughs) like that you know what I mean they're looking out for me but not like that And so I recognize I still, even with them, I still need to make sure that I'm getting what I need because it's not like a, always a a mutual meeting. You know what I mean? Like, I I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know how to phrase it, but y'all know what I mean. Hopefully you know what I mean. Anywho. Uh, so, (laughs) so with Sally, uh, old girl is, uh, really tripping recently and you know, There's been a lot of conflict between the two of us. And you know what? Hey, just the two of us. We gon' make it if we try. Just the two of us. Okay. But I hate to sound like that person that's like, oh, like, you know what? But like what I recognized and I was telling my mom about this on the phone. I was like, I am not an irrational person. Like one thing about me is I become friends with people 
very easily. I'm very open in my friendships. I'm not very irrational or hostile. Like I'm not a person who is just rude just to be rude. I'm not a person who just hates people just to hate people. As a matter of fact, I love people and I love getting to know people. I'm a very friendly person and I'm very honest. And I, and, and I feel like all my other relationships have been fine. Like there's not been any real turmoil there. But for some reason with Sally, there's a problem. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, what, where is this rooting? Because if in all my other relationships, there's balance. And if in, all, if in all my other relationships, like there's not this issue, how come with you, there's always an issue? How come with you is always tense? I don't know. And so I think it's like a feedback loop. I think because of the attitude I give her, because of the attitude she gives me, then she continues to give me attitude because I'm giving her attitude because she's giving me attitude because I'm giving her attitude. So it just keeps going. Like there's no, and I remember Kamari saying this to girl, I keep talking about Kamari this, Kamari that, but like <laughs> we be talking about this a lot because uh, it's been a lot going on in my life with this. So basically like Kamari was talking about how like there probably was no start or end to this. Like it was probably just like over time we just kept picking up these signals and these things of like, not really vibing with one another and that's okay and I honestly I don't care <laughs> I'm gonna be real I don't care like I do I do not care if she likes me or not I'm gonna be real because I my goal is not to have her like me my goal is to graduate <laughs> my goal is to live in a safe place so that I can graduate. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my goal is not to sit here and, and have my whole feelings contingent upon how she feels about me. Um, and I think part of me seeks validation because part of me wants to have everybody like me because everybody else in my life does like me. But it's like, why is there this tension? Why? And so that's something that I've been like, going back and forth on back and forth on and like God didn't say in the Bible have everybody like you like everybody ain't gonna like you that's okay but I'm just wondering why is there such tension between her and I and I think it's a personality difference she's very like free-flowing all over the place she's like fly by the seat type of giving Miss Georgetti vibes she's all over me I'm not I'm structured I'm organized and we come from different family backgrounds. We come from different uh, upbringings. We come from different ways of thinking. And so I, I think she's a great person. I think she has uh, a creative spirit. I think that she's very loving. And I think that she's a nice girl. And in, in any other context, I think we would be cool. Because I think, like, she's the type of person I could see myself just being acquaintances with but somebody who's a cool acquaintance for example like you know somebody that you like know and you think that they're cool and you pass you like you hang out with them at church but then not really anywhere else that's fine that's that's the type of relationship we have but the only difference is we're in the confines of living together and so I often place this like thinking of like wanting to have a level of intimacy with her because we live together but I just have to recognize we don't have that type of relationship I am not going to be running to her to give her a hug I am not going to be running to the capital for her I am not going to be coming and saying when she texts me saying hey I need advice I'm not going to be going to sit and 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 move everything around so that I can accommodate her no <laughs> I'm gonna be real because I don't first of all I don't know her like that when I first met 
my roommates. There, one girl I already knew because we've already been friends for a year. The other girl I did not know at all. And also Sally, I did not know at all. So the two girls that I did not know at all, I, I treated them both the same way. One thing about me, I don't treat people differently, really. Like, I, for the most part, and now I, I don't know, y'all, Lord convict me. But, like, I try to treat people the same, especially when it comes to friendships. So, 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 how come I'm, like... Like I'm, I'm treating y'all the same way. I'm giving y'all the same amount of energy and the same amount of, uh, like, like trying to, I'm stepping out, I'm reaching out and she's not meeting me there. <laughs> she's not meeting me there. And I just have to recognize she can't meet me there. Maybe she can't, maybe she doesn't want to meet me there. Or maybe it's a combination of both. And that's fine. That's fine. I just need to, I just need to be okay with that. I need to be okay with the fact that like, we're not close and we're not going to be close and not to say that we're never going to be close, but like, we're not close and I'm not going to force it. And I'm not going to sit here having this expectation for her to be close with me. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And so yesterday I'm getting tired, y'all. I'm sorry. So yesterday I've been talking too much. Yesterday I was at this event and she came and I didn't know she was going to be there. So I like walked over to her and I was like, Hey, how are you? Like, I didn't know you were going to be here. And she was like with one of her cousins or something. And so I was like, I didn't know you were going to be here. Like, Oh my gosh, good to see you. And I started trying to like start a conversation with her. And then she like ignoring me. Basically she acknowledged me, but she's basically ignoring me to go talk to somebody else. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Like, all right. <laughs> like, okay. Um, okay. So I, I, I was like, you know what? I don't feel any real type of way about it. It just made me solidify in my mind that we're not like that. Like we don't have that type of relationship and she don't really care about me. And that's okay. That's okay for people to not care about me. Everybody don't have to care about me. This is not the Hannah show where I'm the main character. People, nobody owes me like that. Nobody has to care about me. That's all right. Um, and so for me to see that, though, it made me say in my mind, okay, keep that same energy, though. Because when we get around other people, you want to be all buddy-buddy friends. You know what I mean? And so then when my other friend came, the friend that I've been friends with for a year, she came and I, like, saw her. And I was, like, I screamed out her name and I ran to her and I gave her a big hug. And then, like, I felt bad that I gave all of that to Emily and I didn't give that to, like, anybody else. I didn't give that to Sally. So then I was like, okay, like, I, so I went over to, to Sally and I was like, oh, my gosh, girl, I forgot to give you a hug. And I came over and I gave her a hug. And then I was like, it felt so awkward. It felt so forced. It felt so unorganic. And I said, you know, what? I'm not going to do that anymore. If I don't want to give you a hug, if it doesn't feel natural, if I don't feel this, like, natural rising in my spirit to run and give you a hug, I'm not going to give you a hug. Like, that's just real. Like, I have to feel something in my heart. And I don't feel something in my heart when I see her. I, I feel something. It's, it's giving very much high school acquaintance. Where you're walking in the hallway, y'all maybe have a couple classes together. And you're like, hey, how you doing? Like, I, I, I think she's a cool person. But it's not giving, like, I want to be close to you, you know? Um, also, in our conversations, everything revolves around her. And that's very draining for me because I'm a person who seeks to have balance in my in my relationships as we're sharing. I want to be able to share too. And so the the perfect example I can think of when well, 
Kamari is a good example of that. She's a perfect example of that. We're really close friends. But an example in this context of, of living with roommates. Uh, when I'm with my, my friend, right, she, so she just came back from a trip up to uh, Michigan because she visited some family and she was telling me about her experience and like the fact that like she was there with her boyfriend and everything. And so she was sharing all of this as we were in the car. I was listening. I was giving her a listening ear. We were talking like it was great. And she was I gave her that space to share because I knew she was really excited. Um, And then afterward, somehow we got into a conversation about this young man that I'm like, you know, friends with. And I was sharing about like how that's been going and like how we like recently called and all that stuff like that. And she gave me a listening ear. She reciprocated what I gave to her. Now, it doesn't mean that every time I give to somebody, they need to give back to me. But it's just to say that when you're in relation, when I'm in a relationship with somebody, I want that balance. I want the balance. I want to be able to share and I want you to be able to share. And I want us to be able to come together. It doesn't have to be the same level of sharing. It doesn't have to be the same amount of time of sharing. It doesn't even have to be me sharing on that same day. But what I've noticed is consistently with Sally, any time that I'm sharing, it's short-lived. She has to go do something. She got to go do this. She got to go do that. She, anytime it's about me, she got to go do something else. But then, but then, wait, hold on, hold on to this. Then whenever it's about her, oh, she got all the time in the world. She could push any deadline. She could push anything. Like, she's totally fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then I'm just sitting here like, girl, like, why are you, <laughs> why are you, why is every conversation 90% you, 10% somebody else? You know, and I don't know if that's how it is with a whole bunch of other people. You know what? That's not my business. All I know is that's how I feel in my relationship with her. I can't speak to everybody else. And so with that being said, I have just come to the conclusion that like, I'm just not going to depend on her like that. I haven't, I've, I said, I haven't been depending on her like that, but I actually have, I've been expecting her to be at the same level of friendship as the other two friends that I have, because even though I've been friends with that one friend for a year and then we became roommates, my other friend who I became friends with solely because we're roommates, I expected that same thing to be with Sally. I expected Sally to do the same thing that that girl did, that we became really close friends because we're living together and we actually consider each other like best friends up here in Tampa. Uh, she ain't my real best friend because, you know, I got a real best friend back home. But, <laughs> but uh, like we're we're the closest friends that we have up here in Tampa and we have real good conversations. And so... Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I was expecting her to to be that same way and she's not. And that's okay. But also one thing that Kamari was saying was that like, I have to remember that like, because I was thinking about my interactions with her, it always feels like I'm the angry black woman. It always feels like I am always discontent with something. Like I am always uncomfortable with something. Like I am always the one bringing up problems. Like I'm always the one who whatever, whatever, has an issue with something. It always feels like that. And uh, Kamari was reminding me that, like, other people, my other roommates may not be, they may be able to more easily interact with her because they allow her to be exactly who she is. And I don't. Like, I don't allow, I don't like that when people don't stay true to their word or when people uh, kind of just leave, literally, she literally left, girl, listen, we were mid-conversation one day, and she literally got up and left to go answer the phone call of her boyfriend, does that not scream disrespectful, like, that's just in my eyes, 
that's disrespectful. I understand that he takes precedence because you've known him for longer. But if you're literally in the middle of a conversation, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a high in the sky type of conversation. It was literally like, it was literally like a deep conversation where she was literally in that moment telling me how she felt about me talking about I was going to kick her dog across the, uh, across the room. She was literally sitting there telling me about a problem that she had with what I said and then got up to go answer the phone call for her boyfriend. I just, y'all, 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 <laughs> like that, I don't operate like that, I do not operate like that, and so, and I don't, I don't want people that I am close to to operate like that, and they don't, and so I think that the, I, I'm starting to have to recognize that proximity does not equal intimacy, period. Just because we're close, just because we're right next door to one another, does not mean that we're going to be intimate. Does not mean we're going to be good friends. And we're not. <laughs> we're not. And that's okay. And I don't, I, I honestly want to say I don't think we are. Because a lot of, from the trajectory I've seen of a lot of my friendships, it's these little red flags keep popping up, popping up. Things like her being disrespectful in our conversation by getting up and leaving. Things like her taking over the conversation and dominating a majority of the conversation, 90% to 10%. Things like uh, like her interactions toward me and just kind of getting up and leaving and not really like engaging with me. Things like that make me say, okay, we're not, I don't think we're going to be close. Like I, and I don't, I don't expect for us to be close, but I just don't, I think we're acquaintances and I think that's all it is. And I think that's all it's going to be. I mean, we've been here, what, six months was since August. So like, if it hasn't happened by now, I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to be real. And I'm not going to expect it to happen. Uh, and she's a, and and this is what I have to say. Let me say this. (laughs) Uh, she is a great person. Like she's cool. She's fine. But as for me and my household, we will no longer have the expectation of her being a friend because I, my definition of friend has evolved. My definition of who I consider friends has changed. Literally everybody in my life is an acquaintance and probably, well, Kamari's my best friend and I probably have like two other friends, maybe three, three other friends. Yeah. Yeah. The three other friends I would consider is Jasmine, MJ, and Emily. I'm going to be real. That's it. I don't have many friends. Um, and I'm okay with that. I have a lot of acquaintances, people that I know, people that I'm cool with. But there's a lot of people who I, I wouldn't really consider friends because I just don't. Yeah. Anywho. So that's that's that. Um, and, and, and it's okay. It's cool. I'm okay with her not liking me if she doesn't. And maybe she does like me and she just is feeling the same way I'm feeling. But you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to treat this with kindness. I'm not going to overextend myself, but I will be kind. I think that's something that on my part I can do because I think what I have been doing is I have been cold. I've been in the sense of like, oh, so since you don't want to reciprocate with me, since you don't want to act right with me, then I'm just not going to act right with you. And I shouldn't do that. I should act in a more godly way. I should act in a more loving way. And I should be kind to her even when I feel like she's not reciprocating what a relationship should reciprocate. But it once again requires me to lower those expectations and to not even set any expectations and to say to myself, I 
do not depend on her. I depend on God. Her opinion of me is not dependent, is, is not something I depend on. Her thoughts about me is not something I depend on. And I don't need her validation. I think that's really what's starting to show up is like, I actually want validation. Like I want people to like me and it's not a bad thing to want people to like you but you also have to recognize that you're not you can't extend yourself for everybody just so they can like you I can't extend myself for her you know what I mean if you not coming up to me I'm not going down to you you know what I mean like if you ain't if you ain't willing to drive two hours I mean one hour to come meet me I'm not gonna drive two hours to go meet you (laughs) you know what I mean like if you ain't gonna meet me halfway I'm not gonna meet you all the way no no, I'm not going to do that. Either you meet me halfway or you just don't meet me at all. Meet me at our spot. I forgot how the melody of that goes, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Sorry, I had to get some more water. Okay. Anywho, um, it's just been a whole thing. It's been a whole dramatic thing. And... um. <sighs> Yeah, it just feels very tense. It feels very tense, but I'm not going to back down from who I am. I'm not going to stop being honest. I'm not going to stop sharing my opinion on things. I'm not going to stop holding a level of integrity above my head and above the other people who I live with. Like, I'm not going to stop that you. And and I think what it does is it causes me to second guess myself. Oh, let me tell you something else she did. So. I'm sitting at the di- I'm sitting at the dining room table at the kitchen table. She's sitting across from me, and uh, one of my roommates came in. And so with my other two roommates, not with Sally, but with my other two roommates, we have this banter going. And this is something I'm also going to ask them about because I want to make sure that I'm not uh, being disrespectful to them. But one thing about my my other roommates and I is that we have banter. Like we enjoy going back and forth and like joking with one another. And so, and sometimes it could be a little bit rude, a little bit sassy. It's not really rude, but it's more so sassy. We would never actually like, uh, like do that to one another. Like we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't actually be rude to one another, but it's a lot of like situational sassiness, if you will. Like, it's very much like, uh, like, uh, I'll give a perfect example. My roommate was texting me earlier today and she said, uh, she said, I don't think any, so she said, you were fine throwing it away. I don't think anyone was young it anyway. And then she said young means using because she like it. She accidentally typed young instead of using. So rather than just saying uh, like the little asterisk and then saying using, she said young means using. And so I said, oh, got you. Is that the Merriam-Webster dictionary synonym? And then I just said, JK, JK. Like that's we like joke about stuff like like uh, anytime somebody slips up, we like crack on them. But it's not like in a rude way. It's just like in a way of like kind of just bantering. And so I now let me say this. Let me preface this by saying this. I'm going to be checking in with them to make sure that what I'm doing is okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure I'm not pushing the limits. But what I will say is that's the dynamic of our relationship. And the closer I get to people, the more I banter with them. The more I feel comfortable not having to filter everything I say, trying to be, like, nice or whatever. Like, Like, for example, with Kamari and with MJ and with Emily... And a lot, I have a lot of other like people that I like don't mind bantering with, but like when you make me feel comfortable, when you make me feel like valued or like when you make me feel like I could do that with you, I don't have a problem letting down my guard 
to, to banter with you. So then sometimes it just becomes very unfiltered and a lot of things just pop out of my mouth and they're not rude or like disrespectful or defiling, uh, to anyone, but it's just like, it just pops in my mind. And I just blah, 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 blah. like, I don't, I don't hold it back. I don't hold back the river so I can look at your eyes like, no. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> and so I feel like that dynamic is something that my, the people that I'm close with, I have built that with them. It wasn't like I just straight out the bat was rude to them, was joking with them. Like, no, it always started with us being kind to one another. And like, we're still kind to one another, but it always started with us being like overly like trepidatious, like hesitant to like, you know, joke around. And now we're getting so far to the point where like Emily will like Emily literally even made a joke like a couple months ago about me being black. And like that was the first time I've ever heard like a white person make a joke about me being black. Like I normally make jokes about me being black, but like the first time a white person has ever made a joke about it. And it was fine. Like it was it wasn't in the sense of me feeling like, oh, my gosh, like, like, I wish he hadn't said that. Like, no, it was actually funny. So like. I feel like we have that type of dynamic where it's conducive to that and where both parties recognize that this is what we've agreed to. Both parties recognize this is what we've agreed to. And if not, they can speak up about it. And I'm going to also ask them about it to be intentional, to make sure that that is true. And we still hold to that agreement and make sure that they still feel that type of way. But it's not something that just happened overnight. It's not like I just got up one day and started being rude to them. Like, and it's not even rudeness. It's just being sassy. It's just being funny. It's like, it's like situational sassiness, like I said. But it can be seen as being rude if you're not in the dynamic. And so because Sally is not in the dynamic, and I don't have that dynamic with her because I'm not close to her, and I don't know her like that, so I don't joke around with people that I don't know. Now, sometimes I do because when we get in whole group settings... I joke around with everybody because the banter is just flying free. Like we all kind of bounce off of one another and joke with one another when we're all together. And when we have like a group of people, like at our Halloween party, we did a lot of bantering with everyone. Um, and so like, that's just because we're all feeding off of one another's energy. I wouldn't do that if, if those two were not there, if those two were not there, I would not be bantering with a whole group of people. Like, no, (laughs) but because we're all together, we all just kind of have like a, a makeshift comedy show, if you will. So there's no problem with that. There's no problem with that. The only thing is, the only thing is, Sally is sitting in front of me as I'm bantering with my other roommate. And I, like the thing with my roommate and I is like, we just go. Like we don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't really preface the situation by saying, Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. We already know that we're joking. Now, if it does feel a little bit out of line, we'll say I'm joking. But like most of the time we already know that we're joking because we know we're just very goofy together unless it's a very serious situation in which we are both very serious together. For example, literally the day before uh, my roommate and I sat down together and she was trying to let me know about some like stuff that was going on in her life. And like we had a deep conversation. Nobody was bantering then. We weren't bantering then because we recognize the seriousness of the situation. So we know how to go from being silly to being serious, from being serious to being silly. Like we bounce back and forth very easily because we're comfortable with one another. So tell me why Sally's sitting in front of me and as I'm bantering with my homegirl, as I'm bantering with my roommate, Sally's gonna say, ooh, spicy. Every time I say something that was like a little bit sassy, she'd be like, Ooh, spicy, like looking at me like as if I'm being mean to Emily or as if I'm saying stuff that's rude. And it made me feel like I was the mad black woman. And I don't like that feeling. I do not like feeling like I'm the one being rude. 
when that's that's our dynamic like how are you and I, I don't like when people comment on my relationship with other people you have no license to comment on what we got going on because you don't even have that dynamic with me so don't even talk about me being spicy that's not funny I don't find that humorous and it's not like she said it one time she said it every single time I said something that was like a joke or a roast every single time she talked about ooh spicy what I have not talked to you in weeks and you want to comment on my relationship with somebody else no no that's called not gonna happen (laughs) and so that's just like I'm not gonna let that get me angry but it frustrates me frustrates frustrates me to the point almost of crying because I just don't want to be that person and so then it makes me sit here and double and and doubt myself and and second guess am I actually being rude and I'm not like if they felt like I was being rude I feel like they would tell me something because we have that type of relationship but you Sally you and I do not have that type of relationship so don't comment on that don't comment on that Now, I've said this plain and clear. At our roommate meeting, I said this straight up. I said, if you guys ever feel any type of way about something that I do or say, let me know immediately. Because I want to know how I can correct myself to better suit you and make you feel comfortable and serve you. But I also want to be able to clarify how I feel about things in the event that I might not have said it as eloquently as I could or I might not have said it the way that I intended I would like to clarify what I've said and so Sally if you got a problem with me just say it if you got a problem with that then you got a problem with that but just say it like don't be sitting over here talking about some ooh spicy ooh spicy like what are you eating